0: Hi. Welcome to the Mamas Know Best We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with a very special guest, Miss Kathy Stoll, who is a business mentor for moms who are coaches. She helps her clients get clarity on their niche, their signature offer, and simple marketing plan to follow that attracts consistent dream clients. With her background as a simplicity and creativity coach, her superpowers include sniffing out overcomplicated so you can build the business of your dreams with ease, self-confidence, and loads of downtime to connect with your loved ones and yourself. Kathy lives in the cozy mountain town of Nelson, British Columbia, with her mountain-loving man, their preteen son, and teenage daughter, and their two mini dash hounds. She's obsessed with Game of Thrones, triple shot lattes, and working on jigsaw puzzles while listening to Game of Thrones podcasts and drinking lattes. Wow, so really big Game of Thrones. It's a triple
1: whammy. <laughs> yes,
0: I love it. Kathy's mission is to ensure that all moms find their dream coach and that all mom coaches can get their unique magic into the world. Because the world gets better, one blissed out mama at a time. I love it. Thank you so much, Kathy, for coming on this show. So now I gave some high level stuff about you. Why don't you dive into telling my guests a little bit more about you, family life, career hobbies, anything you like to share, and then we'll talk about your motherhood journey.
1: Yeah, I love that. I feel like I have so many hobbies and so many interests and my mom was just visiting us for the first time in a long time and she stayed with us for three weeks and she's just sitting on the couch and she goes, I think I know why you and Craig are such a good marriage. It's because you both support each other in your interests and hobbies. You're always encouraging him to go mountain biking and mountain climbing and skiing and he supports you in... in And (laughs) I have no idea what my interests are, yet I feel my days are so full. I'm always following what my bliss leads me to. And it's just, I don't know. I love being in the moment. These days, is the jigsaw puzzles, like you mentioned. I love cooking. I'm a massive homebody. So if everybody's home... I'm just happy to eat what I'm craving and get out for a walk. We live in a beautiful mountain uh, town, so I love going for hikes, nothing crazy like my husband, but yeah, I just like to follow my bliss and just hang out in the blessings we have around us.
0: I love that. It's funny, it reminds me of my mom and dad because I have not necessarily like a bunch of hobbies, but just a lot of things going on and different things that I'm a part of. and. They're like, okay, what do you do? Wait, what's this? And I have to explain. And I'm like, ah, yeah. So I get it. But I love the fact that you go with the flow and what makes you happy at that moment. I think that's such a beautiful way to live. And I can imagine a good balance between you and your partner because when he's ready to maybe be like, he likes this and you can join him. And when you want to be more spontaneous, he's like, all right, we'll do that. Exactly. Doing things that maybe you wouldn't normally do.
1: (laughs) Well, I always say, like, thank God for you. Otherwise, our kids would be massively bored. because well, <laughs> Let's just have a cozy day. Was like, Yes. Yeah, so so
0: yeah, but that definitely works. Um, my husband yeah. and I are, are both kind of polar opposites, but the same in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I get it. So tell me about your motherhood journey before we go into your oh, coaching. Yeah.
1: Okay, man, I feel like this is. The name of this episode should be all about Craig, my husband, <laughs> basically, <laughs> obviously, my motherhood journey began when I met him. It was one of those, I was single throughout my whole 20s. I saw him, it was almost like I saw our children. It was really crazy. It was very wow. immediate. The Monday after I met him at a party on Saturday, and I made this big announcement in the PA at work, I found the Mr. Future, Kathy Haydock, and I just knew. So We just knew right away we're going to have kids together and we were going to do something really romantic. Like we were going to go to Machu Picchu and conceive our firstborn there. (laughs) And then she heard and she did us a little like Early bird, a surprise, and so she came a little <laughs> sooner than expected, so it was so funny, even though I was ready, I was already thirty three when we had her, but still at the same time, I was like, Oh, baby's having babies I was just like i'm just still the baby myself, so I felt that it was something I was immersed in that was obviously life changing but on so many levels, so what happened was immediately I got the crazy cravings. I was really heightened, like my physical cravings, but also my emotional cravings. At the same time, I was like a lot of pregnant mamas, just repulsed by a lot of things, like certain smells. And what I noticed, I was really turned off of chaos and disorder and too much stuff. I didn't want clutter around me. So I noticed that the gift in that was really... Homing in on my intuition was such a blessing. So, when I had her, it just was like, okay, let's see how simple we can get. So, essentially, the first year of my motherhood was spent in pajamas. It was a, like a giant sleepover. <laughs> in it. A year. it was so Love it. lovely. I like having a warm house. So, people would come over and they're like, it's like a sauna in here. And I was just like, yeah. Like We're in Tahiti. And then it was just like crazy retreat for a year. So at the same time, that craving got so strong. And this is something my husband and I discussed on one of our first dates. He asked, what is your dream for the future? And I was like, I've always was craving this simple life. Even before we had kids, we were looking to purchase some land. So we ended up buying eight acres uh, out in the boonies. um, Sorry, eight hours away, seven acres eight hours away. And we set up a hobby farm. So before we had my daughter, we were trying to figure out how we can get out there full time. When she was a year old, we did the move. And it was amazing. So we set up a little hobby farm because the craving was there just for real simple. Yeah, it was awesome. And doing that move, we were eight hours away from our parents, from the major center. And so I started a blog as a way to keep for them to keep tabs on us but also to document us setting up a permaculture setup and that turned into another one of my big laws was not only the getting cows and chickens and getting a massive garden together but also the creative process of documenting everything I loved in my life and then taking tons of photos of it every day and taking the most photogenic aspects of my life (laughs) sharing it with other people but also reflecting out loud why I chose this photo. I'm like, this is speak-. so it really unearthed all the lessons along the way and all the blessings. And also my next step was in my path of finding my own purpose.
0: I love that. Now that's a, a, a lot to unpack. But what yes. I find, because I'm like, I, I always say that when people are telling their stories, because yeah. you're glossing over it. And it's well, yeah, wait, what is a lot. But in your mind, you're like, yeah, we did this. And now fast forward, yeah. because you said she's a teenager. So she's, yeah. she's what 13,
1: 14? Nope. She's turning 16? 17. Next oh, month. wow.
0: Okay, yeah. so she's like a, a teenager, a not young a...
1: lady. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, so that's how long ago and I had my son at 34. So I understand oh. that process of having in my thirties, obviously I have nothing to compare it to as far as having children in my twenties, but just looking at my friends. And it's fascinating that you said that you had such not know how, but, you know, kind of had the inkling of saying, okay, this is what I want to do. I think that's wonderful. Do you think you've always had that? Because for me, I was a very ambitious career woman. So I held a VP title when my son was born. And then when he came everything changed. And I was no longer Mm -hmm. this ambitious career woman. And I was suffering through career identity, postpartum anxiety, things that Mm -hmm. I just didn't expect. What was that process like? What was that inkling? Or did you always have that?
1: Oh, yeah, I was born with an entrepreneurial spirit. And so much so I remember when I was like nine, I made a t shirt that said rent a kid and I would sell myself. I was just always having all these business ideas and it which makes sense because my dad is a full-on crazy entrepreneur and my mom worked from home as a seamstress. Both my brothers have patents. It's like it's just in the family, I think. I'm a first-generation Canadian. My dad's from Hungary. My mom's from Peru. So they were like really encouraging us to get the post-secondary education. I didn't know what to take, so I went with the only thing that kind of interested me, which was communication studies. Because they don't call me chatty Cathy for nothing. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> I can study. Oh, I yes. And so I just assumed, I guess that means my career is going to be in marketing and advertising. My dad later confided. He thought he was going to see me on a news channel as an anchor woman. So he was very disappointed when that didn't happen.
0: Their vision. They're like, oh, oh yeah. She's going in this. Then it must be this.
1: Yes. Next Barbara Walters. Yeah. No. And yeah, and that's what happened. I felt this expectation to go that route. So I'm like, okay, I'll choose a major communication studies after university. I did work in advertising and it was fun. It was so fun. I worked for the first three years in a really small agency and I got to wear many hats. Like I did everything. Like I won't get into it, but a lot of like wacky little like sleuthing jobs. It was the best job really. But then again, I felt that Expectation of society from society. So I applied for a corporate advertising job just to hit that income level. So blessing in disguise. I worked at this more corporate agency for a couple years. Indirectly, I met my husband Mm -hmm. that route. And after we got together, you know what was the gift? Was us discovering this parcel of land eight hours away. So we had to get very creative. It's like, how are we going to make a living out there? Because there was no <laughs> industry that was legal in this part of the world, so we're going to get crafty here. I was really into yoga at the time, and my husband was very encouraging of me to really, you know, I was just teaching it part-time, to go full-time teaching yoga. So I continued to get training, and I remember being in a training for my yoga program, and they were basically saying, it's not sustainable to be teaching yoga full-time. You have to think of a complementary side hustle. So that was the gateway kind of opening to back to my waking up my entrepreneurial spirit again. And then I was just like, whoa, I got ideas. So that was basically how I was able to peel off those layers of what I should be doing to being like, what am I really like craving again, coming back to the craving and that Mm -hmm. led me down this path.
0: Love it. And the perma, you said the perma culture. Yeah, I've heard the term and I've heard a few things. Yeah. Do you guys still have the land? Do you still farm? Do you, did you
1: sell it? We sold it. And that's uh, another story. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we sold it. And man, when we left it, oh, Is it, a it was very spot? emotional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my son was born in that Little house in the middle of nowhere. It's a straw bale house, seven acres, and we set it up. And it's funny because he's twelve and he's really into this game called Magic. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's mm-hmm. this card game. And when COVID happened, he's like, oh, I really want to get some more cards. And there used to be a store here that sold the cards. And I reached out to the guy who owned it. I'm like, can my son just come by your house and buy some cards? He's like, oh, we're pretty far away. I'm in, out in Winlaw. It turns out the guy <laughs> set up a shop in our old house in the middle of nowhere. And the office is in, like, right above the room where Kale was born. Anyway, it's just. that no. so many.
0: So that was. <laughs> so that's like a true. Co- that's like a whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we went out there, and the poor guy was like crying the whole time. I'm like, oh my God, I love this house. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we don't do permaculture anymore, but definitely I apply. The same principles into my coaching today.
0: Okay. And we'll touch, we'll touch into that. So then you have your daughter. So you're bringing this entrepreneurial spirit. And then your little guy comes and they're about five years apart.
1: Four years apart. Yeah. He's almost 13. 13.
0: Was there a shift because now you went from 33 to almost 37, 37? You're a little bit older. You're put, what is that shift like from when you had her to him?
1: Oh, man. So when I had her, I was wild and crazy. I was fearless. Like, my husband and I, we were like those um senior rave kids that you see at parties and i would just wrap <laughs> her up in scarves attached my body oh, awesome. and i would be like dancing <laughs> to, like- i wish i had that i was like i said i, I suffered with
0: that and i went from being kind of not free spirit not like that but yeah. to an extent to where then i couldn't i had anxiety from going out with him oh, yeah so i'm i'm like oh i wish so go ahead yeah so-
1: oh yeah and that was me when kale yeah and that's what happened i went from that extreme It wasn't even that extreme, but to like, oh my God, I need to go to bed at nine. Same reason, the anxiety, I had postpartum anxiety with him and so much so that he was born at home, like I mentioned, and I didn't want to leave the house. And I said to Craig, I'm going to do what, you know, the Tibetans do, not leave the house for 40 days. And we're going to have a feet on the ground or something. So day 40, I took him out. My friend was having a, a party at, you know, a little skate party and we went outside day 40 and there was such a snowstorm with these big fat flakes and they were like hitting him in his, his sweet little face i'm like nope it's a little too nippy out we're gonna give another 10 days so it took 50 days wow. and our next door neighbor is like kathy still hasn't left the house with the baby that ain't right yeah they were very judgy yeah. so yeah by, by the time kale came along that's when i was at my peak homebody and we had a cow back then we had meat in the freezer. We had tons of it. And I'm like, we have no reason to leave. So I was very entrenched in a rhythm from home, staying close yeah. to home. So yeah, it was a little- quite different and how, with him.
0: And how, before we get into the coaching business, how has that transformed for you from being that, which I guess it depends on the space where it's coming from. Yeah. You did say it's coming from a postpartum anxiety yeah. space and that was mine, but mine was more of, I didn't want to be judged. I don't know. I had this innate thing uh, that people were going to judge me for changing his diaper. Oh, yeah. And funny enough, I had my son at home. I had a home birth and I breastfed and I had a thing of being judged for yeah. breastfeeding. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I had all these things that I thought were going to happen. No clue why. Yep. Or that he was going to cry and I wasn't going to be able to contain mm-hmm. him and that I was going to be judged for not yep. containing him. So that uh-huh. that hindered me from wanting to mm-hmm. go places. So actually, if I thought about it, I probably didn't travel many places in the three months that I was on internally, maybe to the doctor with him. So, yeah, how did that transformation come from after having kale and then saying, OK, obviously, you guys left the farm and certain things. But mm-hmm. did you ever go back to the free spirit or have you stuck a little bit of both?
1: Yeah, I never really have gotten. To as free-spirity as I used to be. And I know it drives mm-hmm. even to this day, some of my friends kind of cuckoo. I made friends with this girl a few years ago. And I think she sees that in me and I was always like making excuses. This is before COVID. I don't know what my excuses were back then, but she was always, let's go party. Like she's like my party girl, girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to stick close to, I need to be home. I was always like, even my- all my girlfriends tease me 10 o'clock, Kathy's eyes close. I'm very chatty and around 930, they're like, oh kathy's fading she hasn't said anything in the 20 minutes yeah.
0: maybe there's something about the energy level like you just birthed yeah. two babies and you're almost like exhausted from exuding this energy and you're like yeah i need time mm. for me you know well, you know it's
1: interesting i'm studying uh human design right now so i often Ooh, wonder i just
0: had mine i just had my human design level. oh my, my that's what you call it cool cool, yes. cool. What yeah are, do, you, do you remember what you are I'm a generator.
1: Me too. Me yes, too. Yes, which she
0: said like seventy percent of the population. Yeah, is most people
1: are with a central authority. S-
0: yes, I am a gosh, and we can probably
1: yeah talk off.
0: Because of <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, it's crazy how that's more and more people are, are getting awareness. into. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, aware. Like, of okay, it,
1: what's going on with my energy levels, and how can yeah. I honor that? I just told her, I'm like, we should have met each other like about. 18 years ago, we would have had a hoot, but now it's just, I just don't care what other people think. And it's so funny because I went for a walk with my oldest girlfriend who happened to have moved to this neck of the woods around the same time as I did. So she's, she knows me better than anyone on earth. And we went on a walk recently. I'm like, Oh, I got to get home because it's almost time for me to get dinner ready. We have supper at five o'clock every night. And she's like, all these years, I thought this was just a shtick of yours. Like, (laughs) Me, I love a rhythm. I'm just, it's Mm -hmm. just something that I don't know if it's to do with my human design or coping with the chaos of the world. I know that that's something to do with my root area. Like it's open. It's like an indirect channel of mine. So I don't know what it is, but like I was mentioning, my mom's from Peru and growing up, her nickname for me was Simra which is she without shame. (laughs) So I know I'm lame now. But it's okay. I feel that in the midst of doing what I love and it it looks different than other people. But yeah, this is a fun conversation. I haven't thought about this for a while. Oh, I love it. Okay.
0: So you have your little ones because I know you said the entrepreneurial spirit. What was that journey like until now to where you want to be a business mentor for business coaches?
1: As I was mentioning, I started a blog. Actually, I honestly started the blog because I really got into knitting and spinning yarn when Edie was a baby. And all of the, like, there was, like, spin-alongs and sew-alongs. You had to have a blog to highlight your project. So that's how I got started. But then it turned into, like, my favorite creative outlet of choice was to write because I loved writing. And so my blog started getting some followers and then I started getting really into it. I remember thinking I am never not going to have a blog <laughs> and I would write and then I, you could publish them. So those turn into like my baby journals. So I had these like hardcover, almost like yearbooks, but it was all these baby pictures. Cause if it wasn't for that, I would have no baby albums. So it was just a way to document for my kids to see cute pictures of them and a little story of yeah. the day. So I was just like, how am I going to monetize this? Cause I just wanted to contribute as well financially to the family. So I tried a couple of different ways. I opened up Etsy shops because I was really into sewing back then too and selling my yarn. But that too didn't feel sustainable because I wanted to save some of that crafty energy to make my kids matching outfits like my mom did for me and my brother. So finally, I'm like, how can I scale my sewing? So first, the answer was create a sewing course for moms and it was called Backwoods Mama Sew Camp. And the premise of that was a little bit about my story of my mom being a seamstress, kept wanting to teach me how to sew, but I was never into it. So I always felt that she was pushing the perfectionist piece. And I was like, I can't, I'm not a perfectionist. I can't, it's too frustrating. But then it became a mom and that was all I wanted to do. So the premise of wow. the course was, you know, how to sew, even though you have rugrats around and the, the key was to release the perfectionist piece, to embrace tiny pockets of time because they all add up. And also to go with what you're craving. You shouldn't stop creating as a mom because we created all these like little human beings and we created the placentas that surrounded. <laughs> we got to keep rolling with that, making something from nothing. It's like this urge in us we should follow. And So, I created this online course, and then these women would send me photos of the outfits they made. So, what I did is they would pay and I would walk them through. I made the sewing patterns for a whole backwood mama wardrobe. So, it'd be like poofy pocket apron, bloomers, a little dress and whatnot. So all these photos came and the look of pride on their face and how they pose with their little outfits out in their gardens. It just made me want to cry. That is what I want to do. I want to help moms prioritize more their creative outlet to get back in touch of what am I really craving? What do I want to create? So that is what compelled me to look into becoming a coach.
0: Wow. So you have the inkling, you have the idea, you're like, okay, it's not just the sewing aspect of it, but it's that right, the happiness, the seeing the bliss, right? Yeah, seeing it come across. So how long does it take from you to go from there to then becoming the mentor? And then what is your business all about?
1: Yeah, sure. I I started offering what you uh, mentioned, touched upon Mama Bliss coaching, basically is helping moms get deeper into self care practices. And part of that is a creative outlet, simplifying their days and getting really clear on what their values are. And after coaching a whole whack of clients, I saw a theme come up, they kept saying, what I really want to do is mentor other moms. I want to do what you're doing, but I want to help moms who have overcome some sort of challenge and, or who have special needs kids or who are overcoming grief of some sort. And so I decided, I'm like, there's a demand here. So I created a coaching training program for moms called Mama Bliss Coaching School. And I offered that for seven years. And then it was just in January, 2020, I made the pivot of, I'm going to put that business to bet, And now I'm going to focus on the moms who are already, they, they feel ready to coach. So just, I'm not going to do the training anymore, but now I'm going to help them in this next point A to point B where they're really gung-ho. Mm-hmm.
0: And why make that transition? What was it that you felt seven years in that you're like, you know what, let me go that way.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's just, again, I call it following my bliss crumbs. It's <laughs> just paying I attention, paying attention to where my energy was starting to pick up. Hmm. And the training was broken into three different modules. Module three was all about getting your first client. And that's when I was like, okay, you guys, this is the, fun the meat part. and
0: potatoes, the good part yeah. of it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that it was, I am noticing that this is when I get really turned on. Hmm. So that's when I'm like, this is going to be my new area of expertise.
0: Gotcha. So then from there, you said, okay, and then now I want to focus on that part and the ones that are basically ready, the coach, and how to yeah, get ready the clients. To coach. Yes. yes. And then where did the name come from? The Bliss Beyond Nap time. Yeah. And what are the products and services that you offer? And how, cause gosh, you're saying this is 2020. So this was just.
1: I've actually had the umbrella bliss beyond nap time uh, for a long time now. Okay. Yeah. I used to have, my blog was called wild tangerine dreams because tangerine is my daughter's middle name. That's my favorite Led Zeppelin song. And I had a web designer work on my web design and I'm like, I want to change the name of my business. And she helped me massage out bliss beyond nap time because she said, you always sign off your emails, much bliss to you. It was just this weird thing I was going through. And (laughs) And so she's definitely have the word bliss in there. And then the nap time part, it's like the kids are sleeping. What are you going to do? Anyway, so she helped me come up with it. And it, funny enough, it grew with me. I might let it go in the future and maybe just stick to my my name. I do have kathystowell.com parked as a domain name, but that's where it came from. And right now I just offer my signature offer, which is six months, one-on-one coaching with me. And I help my clients. Like you said, they're ready to coach, whether that means they're they're fresh out of their certification program or if they just feel ready, all their friends come to them for advice. What I actually do, I also offer as a bonus to my clients, my now retired coaching training program as a bonus perk. So they get access to the coaching training awesome. program. And so what we do first is get really clear on their niche, who they help, what their area of expertise, point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Uh, we create a coaching package, we get clear on that one signature offer. And we come up with a plan for them to sell it in a really, I don't want to overuse the word organic, but very simple way that is showing up as your authentic self and do so in a way that makes sense for a busy mom and to market in a way that resonates with other moms.
0: I love it. And I love the energy that you have and that there's not a story, but I love how you were like my daughter's middle name and that's my favorite <laughs> song and that went from there to turn into this book I love how it all ties and you are authentically yourself and saying these are the things that matter to me these are the things what means to me and then channeling that into what you've created because I think in life in general we're all striving for that um in some way shape or form so I think you showing that is in itself inspirational of showing, look, because re- you're that's what you're doing. This yeah. is something that makes you happy. This name makes me happy. So I'm going to name my daughter's middle name, you know, yeah. and then from there saying, okay, I'm going to use that as my blog name and mm-hmm. really tying it all together. Because mm-hmm. again, those are the things that make you happy. Those are the things yes. that mean something to you. So I love the Bliss Beyond that time. I thought it was awesome because I was like, oh man, it's right there. It's like, I think moms are all craving nap time in some way or another with <laughs> children. And yeah, so it's okay. How do we get past that great feeling of nap time? Because yeah. we're all very happy around that. It gives us time to do something or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then when the nap time goes away, we're like, oh, I wish I could have that hour or two during the day yeah. to get back. So I love that. And I'm actually on your site and I see here, you also have a podcast.
1: I do have a podcast. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for mentioning that. It's called yeah. Mom Coaches Getting Clients. Ah,
0: and so basically, you guys, you, you yeah. talk to other mom coaches about no. Getting
1: class- I just talk it's- to myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chatty cat. I sometimes have guests, but it's mostly me. Yeah, just giving these moms the encouragement, tips, strategies on um, how to get more coaching clients, Kathy style.
0: I love it. I love it. And do you still offer your because I have the sewing aspect I would love because I've never considered <laughs> myself of a creative. And now as I'm getting older, I realize to be creative is not the general way and what we're thinking to be mm-hmm. creative, whether it's fashion or whether it's aesthetics, interior design, there's so many different outlets Um, in so many different ways that you can show who you are. Like my podcast, I'm like, oh, I'm a creator in this aspect. This is what I love to do. I can have conversations. I'm a good conversationalist. But sewing, I wish. And I I always say, I'm like, I think it's a a dying art Mm. that at some point, because we don't see people doing that anymore. So do you still offer that?
1: No, I would not. But I could probably hook you up with some of my old material. No pun intended.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> no, because that would be good. Because if you yeah. talk people, I'm like, I would love to. I don't even know how if I got a hole in my shirt, how oh, I can fix that. Like Jesus. I'm
1: so yeah, and I'm like, that's I, not I my should... style. I don't like fixing things. I uh-uh. like a blank canvas. So Ooh. I have friends, and like, can you like alter this? I'm like, no, no, you have to talk to my mom. Like <laughs> for me, I can't fix things. I just like to make things. So even oh, sewing no. for me, I'm going through a phase where I can't. I got like a pile of fabric I'm like I don't know it's interesting I go through phases I but I that. can definitely hook you up with um, some of my e courses that's cool
0: I love that you have all of that so now you have bliss beyond nap time you said you had that indication of it but you really started transitioning from helping moms start to really coaching the moms who are ready who are ready yeah. to make that to take that next step in 2020 mm-hmm. correct
1: we yeah Yeah. The only reason I know that is because for another interview, I had to give them my LinkedIn profile and I haven't looked at it a long time. (laughs) I was like, oh, January 2020 is when I made kind of officially the pivot of just working more on the business coaching aspect rather than training moms to coach.
0: And tell me, how has that been with COVID? Because a lot of the people that I've interviewed started their yeah. businesses or really went because of COVID. You yeah. did it right before. So tell yeah. me, how was that transition like
1: and yeah were in
0: quarantine and COVID?
1: <laughs> for sure. It worked out lovely for me because it was just like my typical lifestyle, except the kids were virtual learning, of course. But yeah. it definitely... I had a, a few nurses even come to me who were starting to experience mm-hmm. burnout and people just ready to explore. So I guess... What it was able to reveal was, hello, we got the technology that we can work from home, which is really exciting because then people could see that really the world's your technical oyster in terms of being able to connect Mm -hmm. one-on-one. It really highlighted the fact that you're not restricted if you are offering like one-on-one services to your local community. Like I'm in Canada, but I think about 80% of my clients are in the States. I currently have a client in Israel, just all over the world. Like I've had clients improve all over the world. And so it's just, yeah. And that way I think, uh, core part of my approach to how I work with my clients, I already mentioned a couple of times, the niche or niche is, yeah, go narrow because there's 7 billion people on the planet. It's just a matter of just sounding like a broken record, being clear in your messaging, showing up and being of service. Wow, technology. We can get that message into the right ears quite easily.
0: A hundred percent. And before I dive into
1: how do you hope to impact
0: the community that you're building, your clients, how do they find you? Because, you know, it's so funny. We're in the, the Instagram social media Mm -hmm. premise and I remember when I decided to go full force with what I'm doing on this side and my consulting business I made a promise to myself because I was like look I'm not again I'm not the creator of that type I don't want to be forced to be the on IG all the time and having to make because when I started it was getting very stressful Mm -hmm. and I'm like I can see me not liking what I'm doing because I have to focus on this I say all that to say I made the promise that I would start organically and my local community first and then building from there. Mm -hmm. You, on the other hand, which is amazing, like you said, you have the United States here. How do these women find you? What are you doing to kind of build that community of yours?
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing, like you just said, it looks different for everyone. My local community did not work, like... (laughs) It did not work. Blessings on them, but it's, yes. you no, know, I got to be online. And that's why I tell my local ladies who offer some like, I would get online if I were you. So, what's interesting, a time of this recording, I think it's about two weeks ago now that Facebook and Instagram
0: mm, just. Yes, stopped. that went down. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just like, so that made me feel really grateful that, and this is tying it back to the permaculture kind of principles of just really diversifying your ecosystems. So, When I work with my clients, immediately we start crafting in the first month of our six months together. The first month is all about setting up what I call your four by one plan. So getting clear on your niche, but then we move into where are you going to show up? on a regular basis, once a week. So choosing at least one social media platform, and make sure it's a place that you don't mind hanging out in that doesn't Mm -hmm. deplete your energy. And to find comfort that all of these areas, so you got your social media, we come up with some kind of weekly content. So it could be a podcast. Mm -hmm. I love podcasting. That is a great way that my clients find me too. Or blogging, My clients also find me through SEO. I always ask, how would you hear about me? A lot of people say they just search. So that's another nod to making sure that you just sound like a parrot. You just keep saying what it is you do online. If you can, get a website. If not, no biggie. Just making sure you're showing up consistently in your chosen places. And then make a really enticing free gift. And that is to get people on on your email list. So the four by one, so it looks like, You show up in your day-to-day in a way that's doable. You're not feeling like you have to do this. Mm -hmm. Or also, if something should collapse, I don't know, like Facebook or Instagram, you still have a way you can show up and attract people. And doing so in a way that I'm not into pre-scheduling. I'm all about showing up in the moment, Mm
0: -hmm. really
1: settling into your ideal client's struggles and problems and how you could be helpful. And then just sit with the thought... This is a fun one I like to share with my clients. Is oh my god, you'll never guess what happened to me this week. Mm.
0: That is a question
1: to say to yourself because it'll bring up like oh yeah, this happened this week. It was crazy and it's so funny. Even the mundane stuff in the moment, it just sounds oh my god, this happened. Maybe mm-hmm. two weeks from now, it's like oh yeah, I forgot about big whoopie ding dong. Yeah, but but it's the- a great it's a great connector. People are like oh, yeah, no, god, yes, yes, yeah. And then you bring it back to how this can help them. You always bring it back to your ideal client. So showing up in your social media, saying the same thing over and over again, but blending it with what's most alive, In your world right now or something that you have overcome in the past, a funny story you want to share? I'm teaching her how to drive stick shift right now. So I'm using a lot of learning how to drive analogies. It's similar to learning how to sell your coaching services. So I have a lot of funny learning how to drive stories. So yes, so how my clients find me... It's through one of those avenues, but I also like to think it's, they're also interconnected, which is great too, because it's an opportunity for me to repurpose. So like my last email, I just simply copy and pasted something in my Facebook group, which is also a way I nurture relationships for my potential clients. Sent that out to my email list, which is great because some of those people aren't in my Facebook group yet, or maybe they are, they didn't see that post. So it's just, just keep saying the same thing over and over again. And again, simbravenza, releasing the shame that I'm going to annoy them. We're going to think I'm weird. It's like what they can just tune me out or unsubscribe. But the people who need my help right now are going to be like, I love it. If they don't pay me yet. It's in the back of their mind when they're ready to connect with me, and then we can go on this journey together.
0: Love it. Those are so many gems dropping there in my mind. It's so funny because when I send this to my editor um, to edit out all the stuff that's not pertinent to, to the conversation, <laughs> when I get it back and I'm listening to it, I'm always writing down and I don't have a transcript service because I, I like to listen. But in my mind, I'm like, I need to listen to this before I send them because like, she's dropping so many gems here for myself to use. So I Thank love it. You. Thank you so much. You're so
1: welcome. This is fun. Yes.
0: Okay. So now let's get into it. How do you hope to impact your community and your clients?
1: For sure. It's the big why. I call it my big why. I got my big why. I got my little whys. Uh, the little whys are more growing my business. How this is how is this going to impact my family and my kids' future? But my big why is how is this going to impact the world? And what I think we shared in my intro, like. Changing the world one blissed out mama at a time. So I think a lot of concern when we work with the niche statement. Because I'm really encourage my clients. Let's just get really succinct and explicit with the struggle you're going to help your clients through. They feel like it might be a little restraining at first, but even that one struggle, if you work with your clients for three months, they're going to show up again with what's most alive, and you're going to tackle some real life issues. So knowing that they're not alone in this journey they have a coach beside them it's going to impact this mom in turn it's going to give them greater patience with their children it's going to give them a better relationship with their partner they're going to be a better friend they're going to have more energy to show up in their own community and serve in a way that moves me so it's just a ripple effect so that's how I see how it impacts my community
0: Love it. So why don't we get into what Ooh. does your morning and evening routine look like? I think I have an idea just yeah. based on our conversation. Okay. I just feel like you're like, you get up, you go and you're like, Hey, if I want to drink
1: coffee, I want to drink
0: coffee. If I don't, but tell me, what does that look like for you? Oh
1: my gosh. It's so funny. You said, do I want to drink coffee twice? Cause I do it three times a day and they're triple <laughs> shot lattes each.
0: So yeah, I definitely, okay. when you wake up in the morning, you're like, no, I'm having my coffee <laughs> oh, and I have, okay. Oh,
1: oh my goodness. Yeah. No, I wake up and I got two wiener dogs and they're like support pillows, <laughs> just like they're like a sandwich with two wiener dog buns. So I am an early bird. Like I am up a little later, 6.15, I wake up. I used to be five. Lately, I'm sleeping in a little bit more, which is okay. Immediately make the coffee, feed the dogs. I go downstairs and that is when I kind of network. I go into Facebook. I show up in my own group. Hey guys, the daily prompt be helpful, check my email, just again, like guilt-free mama time. And then seven o'clock, my son comes downstairs. Lately, I'm making breakfast again. They were going on a kick where they make their own breakfast. So that's okay. I see my family. And then I drive the kids to school. That's new. And I come home at nine and that's my work day. So my work day makes up from nine till two. Uh, My bedtime routine. Oh, I love it. My kids forever had a seven o'clock bedtime until just recently.
0: (laughs) Really? Yeah.
1: Cause I go to bed early and I want to hang out with my husband, and watch Netflix for a couple hours. Without other kids around. So anyway, so they're older now. And of course, not. 17. they go to bed
0: whenever they get yeah, to bed. Yeah, but yeah,
1: definitely my son, nine o'clock lights out. Yeah. My daughter is so good at self-regulating. I don't even know when she goes to bed, but it's, she doesn't stay. Hey, as long late. as
0: she gets up and you're like, you do what you got to do, then yeah. roll with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, She's super on top of it. She's good. But my husband and I, we alternate bath nights. So one night he'll take a bath, usually around eight o'clock. So if I take a bath, I put Epsom salts in there. I watch with my phone in the tub, like lowbrow, smutty reality TV shows. (laughs) It's like my medicine. And then if he takes a bath, he listens to music and it's so cute because he sings and I can hear him. In the nice, living room and nice. he's like hits the high notes. And yeah. then we reconvene on the couch and I'm in bed. Oh my gosh, nine thirty and I read until ten. And my we have a little routine. Like my dogs follow me and really we zoom nice. positions and uh, yeah, lights Very out for full. me at ten.
0: Yeah. Similar, yeah. My son's asleep by nine, but now that I've gotten a couple extra clients, I'm definitely not complaining about, I find myself working and it's 11 o'clock. So I'm like trying to learn to actually was in a a woman's seminar woman business conference today. And they were really talking about like having those boundaries of turning off. So I love how you say you work like nine to two and you go, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not at that place yet. And that's okay. This is my season. But I'm like, there's definitely other boundaries to put in place to where I'm not like making the excuse like, it's 11 o'clock every night, maybe I do 11 o'clock Monday and Tuesday, but Wednesday. So that's what I'm learning of how do I fit that boundary of what days I do have to work? Oh. It is what it is. And what days can I go to bed early? I can read. I love reading me
1: too, and that
0: kind of thing. So I'm learning, but I love how you, you have that boundary there. So that's awesome.
1: I could not let my clients talk to me after dinner. It's the one meal of the day I go to town and it grosses yes. out my kids. Cause I always say all oh, the blood from my brains in my stomach right now. <laughs> So I could barely pull the sentence together. Anyway, it's yeah. gross. <laughs> so
0: basically you're saying you're taking all your energy. You've had this. So you're like making yeah, them. One, cooking, day they'll, eating. Yep. one day they'll appreciate all of that. <laughs> and, and understanding that you made a home cooked meal. They will definitely appreciate that. I know that for sure. Thank I you. still get my mom's cooking to this day. And she'll text mm-hmm. me and be like, I made beef stew. And I'm like, yay. Yeah. So it's, that'll always be there. Okay. So anything else you'd like to share with my listeners, any promotions, I know with the coaching, but anything or what's next for you, anything you like to share before yeah. we go into my quick get to know.
1: Yeah. Head on over. I got a freebie they might be interested in. Um, it's 50 coaching niches for mums, And if you are a coach for moms or considering becoming a coach for moms, it's a, a way to get Ideas just to get the ball rolling, and it includes an exercise. Um, I call it my coaching niche smoothie. So I walk you through the steps of so seeing how you could play with the idea of who you might be able to serve, what struggles you might be able to help people through, and what results you can bring to them. So you can find it at blissbeyondnaptime.com forward slash 50, like the number five zero.
0: Perfect. Okay, let's get into my speed around here.
1: Yay. What is your favorite book? Ooh, I have this one called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Have you read that? No. The Big Leap, and I highly recommend it both for business and also for marriage. It's all about exploring what your upper limit beliefs are. So if you feel that you have a tendency to self-sabotage in sneaky ways when you feel like you're hitting a certain level of happiness or success, it was a real eye-opener for me. I recommend that to all my clients just for their business. But the guy who wrote it also wrote a whole bunch of marriage counseling Mm -hmm. books. So he ties in a lot of uh, analogies from being in a very healthy relationship. So that one has been great. I also like true crime. I'm going through a true crime
0: book kick right now, which is weird. (laughs) awesome (laughs) i used to read thriller i'm not true crime but like um fiction what's the novelist not john grisham is it john grisham and some other ones that like are always like the the thriller books and crime yeah i haven't read one of those in such a long time now i like watching the movies of that oh yeah but yeah no books i'm into like the sappy books and i love a good memoir that's my i love a great memoir that's actually my favorite genre yeah
1: Yeah, i I love it it, because it's real can't make this up (laughs) No, and it I just happened. find it fascinating
0: that just hearing someone's story. Obviously, this is also why I do my podcast, but even yeah. reading it, I love it. Oh, okay. Too. What's your favorite movie or current show you're binge watching? I know you like Netflix, so you got to have.
1: What is on Netflix? That was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you seen that? I have not. <gasps> oh, It's so really. Good.
0: That's the Quentin Tarantino one,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, really quick. I was house sitting. My friend's house, who was just around the corner from the farm that we had, mm-hmm. so middle of nowhere, this off-grid house. And I'm like, oh darn, I forgot to buy a book. So I went to the local second-hand shop, only store in town, and the only book they had there was *Helter Skelter*, like the book about yeah Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's loosely based on Charles Manson, yeah. but with a twist. So, anyways, mm-hmm. if you read *Helter Skelter* anyways, the the movie was beautiful, it was not really? what I was expecting. And it was just delicious. I want to watch it a second time.
0: What's the genre of that? What is that? Then is it drama? Is it? Parody?
1: Yeah, it just feels like you're immersed in this journey, because the style I can be like 1960 Hollywood Los Angeles. So they have all these shots where they just show them driving through Los Angeles. I've never been. <laughs> But it goes on, like this one shot, it goes on for like half an hour. So they have all these interesting vignettes with incredible character actors. Okay. And then all the little mini stories eventually wrap up to this oh, grand. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's so I good. love it. Beautiful, nice. Beautiful. Okay, I have yeah. to check
1: that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, make,
0: who makes up your village?
1: Ooh, my village feels like a little snowball that <laughs> kind of got shook up recently and all like the pieces of my village started floating in the air and it's all settled down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to try to say, I feel like it looks different than if you would have asked me. It's just been a crazy time in this community. But when I sit with what makes it up my village now, it's my family has been kind of the theme. I feel like my daughter at this age is like the complete opposite of me at that age. When I was Mm -hmm. her age, I was like, bye. And I'd be gone. (laughs) whole entire we have this really close relationship we have such a strong rhythm that not to be weird but they're like my people right now and it was really highlighted when my mom was here I have recently put it out to the universe I want to make more friends and I'm really good at manifesting things I have lately in the last few months made two new friends that I'm really excited about so I feel like it's very intentional and it's it's been it's been gorgeous I love design. it.
0: What's the favorite item in your home? <laughs>
1: my bathtub. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to redo our bathroom. We have one now and we're, we're planning to get, have it remodeled and I cannot wait because oh, I, yeah. So it's my yeah. favorite
1: place to be.
0: I, I, yeah, I would imagine if you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would it be? Where would you go?
1: I would go to Peru. Because my daughter and I were supposed to go right around COVID. In mm-hmm. fact, we were supposed to leave here March 13th, and I canceled our flight on March 12th. Wow. It was very like, should we go? Should we not? And we we're supposed to meet my mom there. She goes every year for six months. So definitely when we can, that is the first place we're going to hit. So that's where I'd, I would like to be. What
0: has motherhood taught you?
1: That I make really adorable human beings. <laughs> I love that. I
0: love that. Final thoughts to the podcast world.
1: My final thought is just take good care of yourself. I know that sounds cliche, but check in. I call it check in with your shoes. What part of your self-care really needs to be bolstered right now? Just choose one for the next three months. Either S is for sleep, H, hydration, O, organic living, E, exercise, or S, stillness just for fun, just choose one, no big commitment. And for the next three months, how can I like super celebrate this area in big ways and in small ways, and then put it on the calendar in the next three months, choose a different area of your shoes until it becomes a habit. And then just notice how, how much better it makes you feel.
0: I love that. Thank you so much, Kathy. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you for sharing your story, your truth, and all the, the happiness that you're you've brought to my listeners and continue to do your thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mama's Know Best. We got something to say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor NGC Consulting, where you can find them at Nicole dot com. For more motherhood resources, check out the motherhood dot com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.